Some of you know that this week is CES and Brad. Yeah, CES. I know how much you love CES. I couldn't go either. Bummer. Uh, it's so much fun being a little sarcastic. People enjoy it, I guess. But we have a number of founders there showcasing their companies. And since we couldn't be there, and John Hill, who uh, is an amazing uh, Techstars person, is there, uh, we thought we'd run a little experiment and have him talk to some founders uh, basically backstage uh, at CES. So John Hill's going to take it away from here. The following discussion is an expression of personal opinion and does not represent the opinion of Techstars or any company we discuss. Our conversations for informational purposes only, including any mention of securities or funds. This is not legal business investment or tax advice and is not intended for use by any investor. Certain of Techstars funds own or may own in the future securities and some of the companies discussed in this podcast. Got it? So our guest on the Get First podcast, this iteration of it, is Josh Habib from Spark Charge. Uh, somebody that I feel like I've known for decades, although it's only been really a couple years, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah about three, three years now. Yeah. It, it really, time flies. Time flies. <laughs> and I and I feel like you like connect into every aspect of my life. But um, I would love for you, and I'll get into that a little bit deeper in a second. But I, I'd love for you to talk a little bit. Um, about yourself and uh, you know just kind of background who you are and what you're about yeah so thank you for having me um, short and sweet name's Josh Aviv founder and CEO of Spark Charge um, grew up in Dallas Texas um, went to school college in Syracuse uh, the best university of all time um, that's where I got <laughs> no the bias I- there no bias no bias there uh, that's where I got the idea for Spark Charge um, essentially I was an econ major in undergrad and the, I took an environmental economics class, and the professor at the time, Professor Peter Wilcoxon, said, you know, if you want to change the world, uh, electric vehicles are the way to do it. They're going to have a huge problem with infrastructure. And if you're interested, meet with me after class. And I was the only person to show up. And from there, you know, learning about the electric vehicle industry, the ups and downs, limitations, it's been, you know, an insane, uh, what are we at now, five-year journey um, in entrepreneurship. Um, but it's been one of the best journeys of my life. So get into Spark Charge a little bit. Tell us, you know, kind of your founder journey on that. Mm-hmm. Go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And then exactly what you are. Yeah. So um, founder journey, you know, um, it took an environmental economics class. Um, met Professor Peter Wilcoxon and um, started talking to him about, you know, what the ups and downs were with the market. And so at this point in time, not that many people owned electric vehicles. I think it was, you know, it might have been less than 1% uh, in the country. This was around the 2013 uh, time frame. The Chevy Volt had just come out. There wasn't any DC fast charging stations. And so electric vehicles were kind of this, you know, uh, this up and coming market that no one really believed in. I remember when we would go to pitch, you know, the company or pitch the idea, people would say, you know, what's an electric vehicle? Or I've never seen one. Or that's something that's coming, you know, 10 years down the line. Um, and we really had to fight to get people to believe, like, no, this is something that's coming a lot sooner. Yeah. And it's going to happen. And, like, you know, we don't have an infrastructure that's prepared, prepared for it. And we still don't. Um, but started the company, you know, at Syracuse University. Got in touch with Blackstone Launchpad and basically went in with an idea. And that idea was a portable charging station that would allow electric vehicle owners to have their car charged anytime and anywhere they want uh, via any service that they want. 
and started working with the groups on campus, Linda Hardstock, Blackstone Launchpad, to take that idea and formulate it and turn it into a real viable business. And that's something that, you know, I feel like I'm very fortunate because, you know, starting it in college, you kind of have this bubble and you're able to like focus on building a startup. Whereas when you're out of college, all these real world, you know, scenarios come into play. Yep. And so being able to wake up every day and work on the ideation of this business was something that was very valuable. And through Blackstone Launchpad, we were able to go out, we were able to enter pitch competition. So we went and we entered um, the ideas pitch competition. Then we went and entered the uh, New York State Business Plan pitch competition. And for us, that's where things really took off. It was a collegiate pitch, pitch competition in New York State um, where we were voted number one startup. We won the competition. And from that, we got a little bit of recognition. And from that little bit of recognition, we were invited to the Rev Conference in New York where an investor heard about us. And that investor was PJC out of Boston. They heard about the product. They called us and the mentorship started. And that was actually our first check in the door that allowed us to hire and grow, which then allowed us to actually get into Techstars. Yeah. So actually, we'll, we'll let's wind back before you get into Techstars for a second, because I actually met you not through a Techstars mm -hmm. program specifically. Um, you were part of the Blackstone Launchpad. We partnered with Blackstone, Techstars, yep. partnered with Blackstone. We did an event in New York City. Blackstone Launchpad Demo the Day. The one we did was almost three years ago. Yeah. And I... I sent you the pictures of the... Did you see them? I sent you the pictures of... I still have the program. The original program. The ori I still have the original program, the original agenda, and the, and the original printout from the Techstars Blackstone uh, Demo Day in New York City. So what's cool is we invited uh, university students to pitch their companies in New York City, mm -hmm. surrounded by Techstars managing directors and Blackstone executives. And um, the, that experience culminated in a pitch competition, mm -hmm. which I actually ran from stage, yep. and you were one of the companies pitching, yep. and you won that competition. Yes. And so... Um, as part of a reward, we invited you to come to our annual conference called FounderCon in Oakland. In Oakland. And I uh, flew you out there. Yes. And you and I were at the hip, and I introduced you as many human beings Everybody. as I could. <laughs> if there was an empty seat, take it. Talk to people. Network. That was, I think that was a very eye-opening conference for me. It was like, and I love the, the way you handled it. You were like, you know, get out there and network. Get out there and talk to people. Talk to as many people as you can. And I just, I remember like going around and if there was an empty chair and someone was sitting across from it, sat in it and just started talking to people. And sometimes it worked out. Sometimes it was just, you know, a really awesome conversation. Yeah. So what I, what I found interesting about you is your, you had pitched down perfect. Yeah. Right? You, you mastered that, but you also had hustle. <laughs> and, I, and I love hustle and I love talking about that. And I think it's a differentiator mm -hmm. a lot of times for uh, startups. In fact, you know, I, I've come across people who have a ton of talent and uh, are well connected and have, um, you know, like everything you need to be successful, mm -hmm. but they can be outworked. And mm -hmm. that that's like the great differentiator. And you are outworking people just in that snapshot I saw of you yeah. at FounderCon. And that's two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. So then two yeah. years ago, you applied to Techstars Boston. Yep. And you get in, yep. and I'm from Boston. So Josh Aviv <laughs> comes back into my life by getting into Texas, Boston, and I hang out the in the office is there, right? And I get to see you again. 
Um, so we've had this really cool mm -hmm. kind of intersection. Yeah. Um, talk about your experience at Techstars Boston for a bit and what that was like for the growth of, of Spark Charge. Yeah, I think it was something that was you know highly rewarding. Um, it was you know a program I think that a lot of people when they think about an accelerator, um, they really envision this place where you know you kind of come in, you sit down, and you get mentorship. For us, it was really a wake-up call. It was the realization of, you know, this is what a successful startup needs to do. This is what a successful startup uh, needs to become, and this is how you do it. And the mentorship that we got through that program, the people that we met through that program, the way we were able to grow our company in that program was completely game-changing, completely life-changing. Um, I mean, from that program alone, we decided to move, you know, our R&D to Boston so we can continue that mentorship and continue to build upon those connections. I think that, you know, over the course of those, I think our program was three months, you know, we went from being a team of three to, I think, a team of six or seven by the time it ended. So it was, you know, for us, it was very transformative. Yeah. Let's talk about a couple of the learnings mm -hmm. that you had out of that. Yeah. So I think the first one for us was, you know, how to properly fundraise, right? Here's what, you know, a proper diligence database looks like. Number two, here is what you know, team growth is all about. Here is what culture is all about. Here is how you hire people, right? You know, when you're a young startup and you, you know, you're going out of the university or the ideation stage, these are things that are crucial to you. And being able to go into a program, sit down and learn these things, it was something that was highly rewarding. It was things that we didn't know. But when we walked out of that program, we felt so much more confident in those areas. We felt confident in how to hire people. We felt confident in how to fundraise. And we took that and we were able to grow the company after. Yeah. So um, talk about some of the difficulties that you've had mm -hmm. as a founder. Yeah, so I mean, gosh, like, you know, when you think about the, the journey of being a founder, um, some of the difficulties you have is, you know, the difference between going from a team of three to a team of, you know, eight to a team of 10 to a team of 15 to a team of 20. Your company looks so different. The characters that, you know, the characteristics of, a small startup are so much different than the characteristics of a startup that has 10 people. Learning how to deal with those growing pains, learning how to better manage people, learning how to become a better leader yourself, yeah. learning how to communicate you know, 10 times better. You, I mean, communication, um, I think, has been one of the hardest aspects for like me. You know, I, think being, I think a lot of founders deal with it is you always have the idea, the, the vision, where the company goes, and it's you know, communicating that to your team and getting them to buy into yeah. it. It's something that really goes unnoticed and unappreciated, but once you get everybody on the same page, really working towards that mission and vision, your team flows so much smoother and your mission and vision, you get there so much faster. Yeah, where have you fallen down on that? Uh, I think in the past we've fallen down on just, you know, a lot of times when you're when you're trying to put a product out to market and when you're trying to make, you know, make that mission mission and vision a realization, you sometimes lose sight about, you know, making sure that the team realizes it. So, I think, you know, one of the things that we got better at was when we brought somebody on board, right? You know, sometimes in the past we would be like, you know, hey, welcome to Spark Charge, you're part of the family and that's all great and good and we believe in that. Um, and then we would, you know, get to get right to work, right, with them. 
I think now we kind of take a step back and we're like, okay, you know, welcome to Spark Charge, you're part of the family. Here's why you're working, you know, on this project. Here's why we're doing what we're doing. This is why you show up to work every day. It's not the work, it's the goal. It's basically, you know, and I, I use this saying all the time now, but it's like, you know, I think in the past we were really all about the race. So get somebody in the door, get, let's get to work, working together, and like let's move as fast as possible. Now it's more of a marathon, right? Mm -hmm. It's, hey, get somebody in the door. This is why we're working on it. This is how we're going to get there together. This is why your work has purpose. And that's something that just takes so much time to, to learn. Yeah, so you slowed things down a little bit to move forward. A little bit, yeah. Forward. To move forward, yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of companies have to. I remember I was like, you know, I was listening to a, a, another really good podcast, and they were talking about, you know, a lot of young startups are pirate ships, and you really want to become a Navy. And it talked about how, you know, basically, you know, a pirate ship is, like, fast and it's deadly, but it's a little bit reckless. It's unorganized, right? And a Navy is still deadly. It's still fast, but it's organized. It's, you know, it's top shape. And so I think for us it was, you know, in the beginning, every startup has to be a pirate ship, Right. No, I feel like no matter what, when it's just you, when it's a team of small five people, like you have to move fast, you have to break rules, you have to do things that are necessary to get the job done. But as that team grows, as that team becomes larger, you really need to be still able to move fast, but you need to be organized. You still need to be lethal. You still need to be able to get things done, but you need to be able to do it in an organized fashion. And so I think that was one of the growing pains for us was moving from pirate ship to Navy. Yeah. So we talked about Blackstone Launchpad mm -hmm. and uh, the association with Techstars and coming from Syracuse University, mm -hmm. the incorporation uh, or you winning the event, going to FounderCon, getting into Techstars Boston. And then you continue to just engage in things that we had an association with mm -hmm. because you won this little prize out of Buffalo. Yeah. You want to talk a little <laughs> bit about that? Yeah. So... We won the million dollar prize uh, at 43 North. We were the grand champion uh, last year. That was something for us that moved our company along um, in ways we never could have imagined, right? You know, it's, it's very rare that you can wake up, you know, one morning and be like, I just won a million dollars, right? And that's something that Buffalo does a really good job at. And I think the whole mission and vision behind 43 North is something that a lot of other cities should really take into consideration and grasp. I think 43 North is doing a great job of getting startup companies to, you know, move to Buffalo to help, you know, revitalize the area, to bring back jobs to an area. And it's something that I think should be duplicated and replicated throughout the country yeah. because it's a program that works. Yeah. And I think, you know, for us, it's something that we see on a daily basis. We're opening up a factory there where we'll manufacture all our units, right? We've been able to hire there and, you know, grow some talent there, which is great. And I hope that other startups, like, consider moving out of the big cities and into cities where your startup can thrive. Yeah. So uh, Techstars has a partnership in Buffalo mm -hmm. in conjunction with 43 North yep. to help support the ecosystem there and mm -hmm. obviously you're a good example of that so um let's flash forward to today yeah uh, which continues to be a, a myriad of um cross connection between you and i <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh you're at ces um talk about what uh you hope to get out of ces while you're here yeah so i think for us it's you know we're here to obviously connect with a lot of the different companies that are in our sector, so clean tech, clean energy, automotive, mobility. And we've done a really good job of that. You know, we, we got invited here with, via one of our partners, uh, Dassault System and SolidWorks, and they were able to really facilitate us, give us a booth, allow us to come out here and interact with a lot of these companies. And so far, it's been extremely rewarding. I think this is one of the few events where you get, you know, 
just about everybody in the industry together under multiple roofs. And you're able to go and network and connect and do a lot of business development here. And one of the things that I would, you know, put out to other startups, you know, my give back moment or my two cents, if you will, would be, you know, if you're a young startup, really think about working with your partners to, you know, get to events like these. I think we all know that events like these can cost money. Um, the tickets are extremely expensive. And when you factor everything in, but I would say, you know, if you're a young startup, you know, work with partner companies, work with organizations that are willing to work with you to sponsor you to come out here. I mean, that's how we got out here. We were sponsored and we've been able to take full advantage of it. And I think it's something that a lot of startups should really look into. So, so talk a little bit more about that, Josh, because I yeah. think that, that it's a um, it's great advice. Mm -hmm. And I think that startups always think I have to have money to do yeah. something. And yeah. that's not actually the case. It's you can not. figure out a way to get supported. So talk mm -hmm. a little bit deeper about that because I think you do a good job at that. Yeah. So I think, you know, we, I, I always like to tell people, or at least people that I'm mentoring that are in entrepreneurship, you know, I always say network anywhere and pitch anywhere, right? If there's an opportunity for you to go and meet people, do it because you never know who you're going to meet. You know, for us, we had the really good opportunity to get connected not only with Techstars, but also to Show Systems, 43 North, and a bunch of other great organizations. And through those great organizations that you network with and you're constantly in contact with, um, you're able to basically, you know, work off of that and actually use that leverage to your to your benefit. And so for us, you know, getting partnered with Dassault Systems, getting partnered with Techstars, we were able to have, you know, two organizations help us come out here to CES. And I think startups don't take advantage of that as often as they should. You know, for a lot of these big conferences, I think if you're a startup, the first thing that you should say is, you know, what can I get out of this conference, number one? Who's going to be there? Who do I want to talk to? And then number two is any organization in my space also going to be there? Is there a company that I can partner with? Can I double up on a booth? Um, how can I leverage this to the best of my ability so that I don't spend that cold, hard cash? Yeah, go a little bit deeper on, like, pro tips on mm -hmm. an experience like CES. Yeah. Uh, so pro tip is, you know, pro tip is really about, all right, so real pro tips. All right. So before the event even starts, uh, like before CES uh, kicks off, you really should be emailing people in that industry and letting them know, hey, are you going to be here? Because I'm going to be here. Let's meet up. Make the most out of your time. I always like to say the number one pro tip is, you know, before the first day of the event, you should have, you know, five meetings lined up for people that you want to meet with that are going to move your business forward. And so pro tip, that would be pro tip number one. Uh, pro tip number two, when you're here, um, be prepared, be ready. Uh, one of the most embarrassing things that happened to me last year was I got an invite to do a pitch with a large corporation and I didn't have my laptop adapter cable, so I couldn't give the presentation and I had to stand there and talk <laughs> for like 10 minutes My straight. guess is you had no problem with that, though. I, it, we managed, yeah, we ended up getting the deal. Um, but, you know, I would say, you know, come prepared. Uh, number three, you know, I would say if you can, bring a team member. It's so much easier and so much better when it's not just you roaming around the floor, but when you're able to multitask and out there and make sure that you're doubling the contacts. Uh, number four, come with business cards. All right? Like, do not, you know, show up with just five, ten business cards. Bring the whole pack. Uh, there's over 150,000 people that come to this event, and you need to be prepared to hand them out and network and interact. So yeah. those would be my four biggest steps. So let's just build upon that for a little bit, though. I mean, there are over 100,000 people here. Mm -hmm. How do you make that environment smaller and be successful as a startup? 
Yeah, so I think it's really about outreach, right? So it's really about, you know, if you know that someone's going to be here, you can really, you know, bypass a lot of, you know, wasted time by just making sure that before the event starts, you know who from your industry is going to be here, you're in contact with them, and then when the event starts, your schedule is kind of planned out, and you know who you're going to meet with, you know who you're going to see, you know who you're going to visit, and that helps kind of take a very large world and make it a little bit more smaller, a little bit more manageable. Yeah, so what does 2020 look like for Spark Charge? Ah, 2020 is going to be awesome. 2020 is going to be awesome. We've already launched product on the West Coast. It's available in uh, San Mateo, San Francisco, and L.A. So if you need a portable charge or if you need range delivered, you can get that now. Um, and then the rest of 2020 is really going to be about scale. Um, you know, I like to joke around with our investors and I say, you know, 2019, uh, we built the rocket, but in 2020, you know, we're really launching the rocket. We're scaling, we're growing, you know, we're going to be producing, you know, thousands of these units and sending them out there. We're growing with partners, we're growing with the team. It's going to be a phenomenal year for Spark Charge. It's going to be a phenomenal year for electric vehicles, and I think it's going to be an exciting year for electric vehicle owners. So we have hijacked this Give First podcast yep. from uh, Brad Feld and David Cohen. Yeah. They were kind enough to mm -hmm. let us do this live from CES. Mm -hmm. And I, so I also want to stay true to the format that they yep. usually use. And one of the things that they do is a series of questions, mm -hmm. rapid fire, quick responses, um, trying to catch you off guard a little bit. And uh, so I'll start with an easy one. Um, what's one word that comes to mind for you right now? Journey. That's a good one. Uh, what's the coolest thing you've seen in Las Vegas? Uh, autonomous taxi. Autonomous taxi? Autonomous taxi. Driverless taxi. Yeah. Yeah. Have, it's active here right it's, now? It, it, it's active, yeah. Oh, wow. That scares me a little bit. <laughs> uh, so, um, best book or movie for a young entrepreneur? Best. Book or movie for a young entrepreneur? Ooh, that's a good one. All right. Best book would be Super Pumped, uh, the story of Uber. It, it will give you a really good idea of what you want your culture not to be uh, and how to avoid bad culture. Another good book would be Bad Blood. Um, best movie for an entrepreneur. Oh, God, that's such a tough one. There's so many good ones out there. There's one that I watched that I think it's called Genius Labs. Genius Labs, check out that. That's a really good movie for entrepreneurs. It'll give you the ups and downs and roller coasters of what it's like to work at a startup. Um, and I think it's a very, like, very good realization of what fast-paced startups are like. All right. So um, one piece of advice for a student entrepreneur. Network anywhere, anytime, anyplace. Meet as many people as possible. So I'm the VP at Network for Techstars. Great answer. <laughs> um, finally, um, did you do a New Year's resolution? I did. All right. Do you mind sharing it? And if you share it, are you going to stick to it? I will, yeah. Uh, New Year's resolution was uh, learn how to play the guitar. Oh, that's cool. Right, yeah. So next th time I'm going to see you in like a band or something in Boston? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> with a guitar. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, so what's even funnier is like we ended up on the same plane out to yeah. Las Vegas for CES. Everybody was on that flight. Yeah, that, was kind of, that was actually kind of fun. Um, so thank you, Josh. No problem. Um, you know, it's been really cool to witness your journey as you've kind of gone along here. Um, also appreciate everybody who's uh, listening to this podcast uh, we'll have, um, we've had a ton of great conversations at CES. Uh, please listen to them all. Uh, thank you, Brad and David, for allowing us uh, this avenue to uh, connect with some founders who have some great stories. 
And uh, as always, uh, give first. Give Thanks, first. Josh. Big quick question for you. What was your biggest give first moment? I, or most profound give first moment? <laughs> yeah, so one that I've received or one that I've given? Given. Uh, to help support somebody else? Mm-hmm. You're up there. That's awesome. Yeah, they, you know, like I think. Top five. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Like the FounderCon experience that we had, like yeah. opening up the door to our network, mm-hmm. taking a student that mm-hmm. was outside of our mm-hmm. network, like yeah. the TechStars mm-hmm. ecosystem, and pulling you in there. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was life changing for us as well, I think. That was yeah. pretty good. That's awesome. I appreciate yeah. that. So, anyway, um, thanks again. No uh, thanks everybody for listening. And again, get first. Get first.